What's up, Farmers? Welcome to the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Farm Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.farmathleticco.com. And now, on to today's show. What's up, farmers? Welcome to episode number seven, lucky number seven of the Farm Athletic Company podcast. And my special guest for today is the beautiful Sienna Rose. Yes. <laughs> now of, I am flowers. <laughs> as of two weeks now? I think so. You guys have been married yeah. officially two weeks? Hey, you made it two weeks. Congratulations. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it, it is kind of weird, actually. Yeah. I'm like, nothing's changed, but a lot has changed. I don't know. Uh, all the things have changed. Yeah. So what I'd really like to start with is how we got so lucky with you and Aaron being a package deal that we didn't even know was a package deal. Mm-hmm. We, I talked with Aaron about this last week. And when you guys... First of all, we didn't even know you existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron waited until like, I don't know, like the 10th hour to be like, hey, can I bring my girlfriend to dinner? Mm-hmm. And we're like, you have a girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had been talking with Aaron and we're in the process of bringing him here to hire him. And we were like, are you, who are you moving here with? Mm-hmm. And he mentioned you and you come to dinner with us and tell us where we went from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I think from the very first second that he heard of Ferrum, he was like, you know, I was, I was part of the process the whole time for sure. Um, but I remember he came to Jacksonville for like a weekend Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, stayed in a hotel like for a night or so and saw the gym, like, um, shadowed a little bit and was like, I love it, like, you know, raving, and so um, he came home, and then I think it was, like, a weekend or two following, we both came, and it was just for the day, because he had already, like, committed to the job, Right. and so we were searching for apartments, (laughs) like, driving all over Jacksonville, Um, didn't know any, like, didn't know the area at all, Um, and we finished our day with sushi, which we both were happy about. <laughs> we love sushi. Um, we ate all the sushi that night. There yeah. were, the people serving us just kept bringing it. Like, do you guys ever like stop eating? Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh no, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, it's all you can eat, and I do nutrition, so. <laughs> but um, awkward. Yeah, I remember Sherry brought her daughter. I was like, okay, like definitely um, felt we both. Well, I mean, Aaron had already met you guys, but felt very comfortable from the start, um, and. You know, I remember when he moved, he moved to Jacksonville like a week or two before I did because I was finishing out my jobs in Orlando. Um, And then when I did end up, you know, getting to Jacksonville, I was like, so can I like go to your gym? Like, you know, (laughs) do I need to sign up for a membership? Yeah, like, you know, I'm here too, but um, I'm just, you know, I'm just a person. I'm not yet like you know, part of the gym. So I was, um, you know, it's, it was a weird like dynamic because Aaron was the new coach. So everyone's like, who's that guy, you know, (laughs) but then I'm the new girl and people didn't really know our relationship. So, you know, they would be, 
people would come up to me and, and introduce themselves just thinking I was like a new member. And then um, when I would say I was from Orlando, they're like, what brought you here? And I'm like, Coach Aaron. And they're like, oh my gosh, like putting two and two together. <laughs> like we had no idea. Yeah, so it was funny to see people like kind of connect the dots um, over time. Um, you know, I'm trying to think how I did get started with nutrition. I mean, I, I, I think just in conversations, like told you guys that my full-time job was remote um, nutrition coaching and there were a lot of people interested in nutrition at our gym, but no real like program or process for that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I talked to you guys and I talked to um, the people who I work for remotely just about like how I could make it work because, um, you know, I think for me, I'm, I also like see it as a big, you know, area of like focus that people are really confused about and Mm -hmm. you know are approaching in ways that actually aren't the best for them and yeah um, absolutely you know even if just like a conversation can help I was like I want to do it so um you know we we figured out a way to kind of make it work and we created from there a workbook because um just with, again, like my remote job, it needed to be in person and, and, you know, paper and pen kind of thing. So I was like, okay, how can we make this like legit, but not like so tedious that it's, you know, um, not worth it, I guess. Right. So we created a workbook um, and kind of put together all of like the nutrition education and um, food log, biofeedback log, um, and kind of got started from there. Yeah, and if we go back to, you know, when you guys moved here and you were coming into the gym and you were working out and I remember Sherry and I looking at Aaron and we're like, does she coach? Like, mm. has she coached? Like, you have coached? And mm. he's like, yeah, she has some. It's like, then we were comfortable approaching you saying, hey, would you like to help us with our group classes? Mm. Like, yeah. every now and then. Because at that t- at that point in time, we had known that your full time job was online nutrition coaching, mm-hmm. which you work for a great company. What's the name of your company? SD Evolution. Yes, mm-hmm. and you do remote stuff with them, mm-hmm. right? And so we didn't want to number one step on their toes. Number mm-hmm. two, consume more of your time, mm-hmm. right? We wanted it to be, we need help. You're good we want this to work. We don't want to overwhelm you. And it, mm-hmm. it works. It's worked out perfectly. Yeah. As far as you help us with our group classes, mm-hmm. um, everybody adores you, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, impossible. Like if you were to meet Sienna, she's easily. <laughs> um, Thank you. when we started, we knew that nutrition for us was a big gap, mm-hmm. but let's, let's start here. Um, actually, before we dive deep into nutrition, I want to go back to your coaching. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I feel that you have to offer that is very unique that I don't think many people understand that you offer is your pre and postnatal mm, yeah. training. Mm-hmm. You have your certification in this. Yeah. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that certification because mm-hmm. I've never had kids personally, but mm-hmm. we work with a ton of women who have. Yeah. You know, our coaches on staff, Sherry, Mel, Rachel's pregnant Mm -mm. for females having children. This is not like 
you just have a baby and that was super easy. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, you're talking about a really big life-changing thing, but it's not just life-changing in the fact that you're having a baby and it changes everything. Mm -hmm. It's also extremely life-changing for your body. Yeah. And I, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that I feel that women kind of don't take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. Like they just think it's a natural part of being a woman. Mm -hmm. You have a baby and then you just go back to your daily life. Yeah. So let's talk about what you do with that as a coach. Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely agree. I think in general, it's a like misinformed, again, topic. So one kind of odd recommendation that doctors have, have given in, in recent or like I would say up until now has been like not to lift more than 30 pounds and, you know, to not do core work. And it's with no like kind of research backed evidence behind that. It's just kind of like, that's not good for you. Don't do that. And then it's either, um, I would say for women who don't have like any experience with lifting, putting fear into their heads, like, now I'm so fragile and like, I can't do anything. And, you know, at one point or at some point that child is going to exceed 30 pounds, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have to get out of bed and use your core, you know? So again, just going back to kind of those loose recommendations, um, they just aren't realistic. Like for even someone who doesn't train or work out. Yeah. Um, but then when you get to, you know, women who do lift and who do train consistently and kind of going back to when Aaron and I <clears throat> got to Ferrum, it was still CrossFit. And so I think that was an additional kind of, you know, fear factor for women is that, okay, this is a CrossFit gym, you know, again, back then and I'm pregnant or and I'm postpartum, like yeah. this is really scary. You know, I don't know what to do. Um, and so when it comes to like being pregnant or postpartum, the biggest thing, um, is, you know, education in general. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think just our core is our abdomen, our front side. Um, but it's our pelvic floor, it's our diaphragm, it's our erectors. It's you know, a lot more than just, you know, that six pack. So, yeah. um, you know, again, just educating on one, like what your core is, because mm -hmm. obviously as you're pregnant and, you know, once you're postpartum, your belly and your core, your abdomen, they all have to expand. Um, and so a big thing people get nervous about is like diastasis recti and um, having that kind of coning or ab separation. And so again, core is a big thing. Um, breath work is a huge part of it, um, as that, you know, facilitates how our diaphragm and pelvic floor move. Um, yeah. And I think, um, people misunderstand or don't place enough importance on the breath work part of it. Mm -hmm. The breath work is a major part of what we have going on with really our entire body. Yeah. It has a lot to do with our central nervous system mm -hmm. and for our women that, that come to you, I mean, there's things that they need to do before having the baby, mm -hmm. but then afterwards, 
you know, a doctor, they get to what, six weeks yeah, postpartum six, six, and the doctor's six, like, cool, go for it. Mm-hmm. And most women don't realize what's the extent of what's happened internally. Yeah. And they go back to doing their, their regular activities. Let's say they go back to joining the gym, running, whatever they were doing, and mm-hmm. they just go head first. Yeah. Like, yep, it's been nine weeks I'm, or nine months. I'm so ready for this. I'm ready to get back. I want my life back, my body back, my time back, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many women that come back after having a baby. And it's, and it's not just immediately after having a baby. It could be years down the road mm-hmm. where hip problems are a problem. Yeah. Back problems are a problem. And it's because they didn't do what they needed to mm-hmm. coming back from having a baby. Like that needs to be, I feel a lot of importance placed on that step-by-step recovery yeah. from having a baby mm-hmm. to going back into your active lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I think recovery is a, a important word because really like not ne- not so much pregnancy, but depending on who you are, it could be pregnancy. Um, labor and giving birth in general is traumatic. It's, you know, depending on, again, your experience, you could have, you know, torn, you could have had a C-section where they're literally cutting into your abdomen and um, we treat it like it's nothing. You know, we, yeah. we think that you can just bounce back, um, again, in six weeks, eight weeks, but then we treat like, you know, a broken arm differently or we treat, you know, yeah like a torn meniscus differently when I would argue that, you know, labor is way more traumatic than some of those, you know, yeah. um, more common. I mean, again, pregnancy is very common, but uh, more, uh, I guess, like thought of injuries, you know. Right. Sherry had two C-sections mm-hmm. and her youngest is now 14. She still has, she's still numb. Mm-hmm. where her C-section scar is. And she's even been told that potentially some of the um, back and hip issues that she has could be coming from her C-section mm-hmm. scarring. Yeah. And she's been told on a number of occasions that she needs to work on that. Mm-hmm. And here it is 14 years later. Yeah. I mean, you're like, once you have a child, you're postpartum forever. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just the six months or 12 months after, like you've had a baby and your body can't go back, you know, not that that's like a bad thing. You can still crush training and crush life being, you know, a mom, but your body will have always gone through that experience. Yeah. And it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that it's, it's not broken. Yeah. And I don't want people to think that, that having a baby, you know, now you're broken for forever, but your mm-hmm. body is just different. Yeah after that entire process because like you said it's very traumatic and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of importance should be brought to that entire process pre going into it what needs to happen that it also has whatever you do pre coming into birth Mm -hmm. dictates a a lot about how that birth process goes Mm -hmm. it can be made easier just from the education and the health coming into that whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think just being educated, even if you don't take action on that can, um, put you in like a better mindset and kind of prepare you for those experiences a little bit better. You know, I think when 
there's a lot of unknowns. That's when, you know, we start to feel anxious or scared. But when we, you know, fill in those, those unknowns with answers, we start to like kind of take a deep breath and we are like, okay, you know, I may still be nervous about what this process looks like, but I, at least I know what to expect or what is normal versus not normal. And, you know, yeah. again, having those answers can kind of like free up some of that like mental like <laughs> right. anguish. But, you know, and what you do with, with the clients that I've seen you work with, it, it looks like personal training. So mm-hmm. we're, I don't want everybody to think that we're talking like Lamaze class. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It looks like personal training that you would do for a person who is looking to be fit and active. Mm-hmm. There's just some special things that need to go along with those training sessions. Mm. So it's not that you're babying them in any way. Yeah, no. It's still a physical training session with weightlifting movements, resistance movements, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of cardio with it. But during that entire time, I've watched you work with people and you're discussing breathing the entire time mm-hmm. and heart rate and things that could potentially be dangerous while they're going through the process. For example, box jumps, Mm -hmm. because falling clearly is a major no, no, Mm -hmm. we don't want to put you in the risk of falling. So things Mm -hmm. like box jumps, rope climbs. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you talk about jump rope or Mm -hmm. any of those kind of things while you're going through these trainings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there will definitely be, and it, you know, depends on when you're kind of starting training or maybe you're, just continuing training, but it's changing because you're now pregnant or postpartum. Um, there will definitely be some movements that are like what we call contraindications that you know could essentially um, do more harm than good. But understanding that that's for just a season, you know, it's not like eventually, you know, you may be able to get back to box jumps or double unders or. Um, you know, running, burpees, you know, the things that are a little bit more um, intense or um, just put a little bit more impact on the body. Um, Those are just things that, you know, can be scaled back to, you know, a a level that is, you know, healthy and and attainable for those seasons. Again, whether that's pregnancy or postpartum. Um, But I mean, that again is, is how we would approach injuries or maybe someone who is newer to the gym it's not again that you're being babied or we're like you know only only letting you do certain things because you know you're I don't know a special case like you're still who you were or you're still you know at the level you were at just with things that we need to now like take into account yeah absolutely into consideration as opposed Mm -hmm. to Ignoring the process, yeah, right, because it, it plays a big role in your in that recovery afterwards. Mm-hmm. So if we move on to your next specialty, <laughs> that is the deep dive into what I'm excited to talk about is nutrition. Mm-hmm. And when when we found out that you did online nutrition, you know, Sherry and I have been talking about a nutrition program in our gym for forever. That to us, that's been the one thing that's really been missing. Mm-hmm. You know, we did nutrition challenges, we've done educational seminars, and you can do those things for people, but it's 
they treat it like a competition. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I only have to do this for 30 days and I'm done. Yeah. Um, do they ever really learn anything from it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could stand in front of a room and talk for two hours on nutrition. I've, I've done it. Where You've watched me. Yeah. <laughs> and people ask all sorts of questions, but it's a matter of what they do from there application-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, we can stand there and talk all day long and people can ask questions, we'll answer them. But as soon as they leave... What's their motivation to continue to do it, mm-hmm. right? So when we sat down with you about what our nutrition needed to look like, mm-hmm. we came up with the idea that we wanted this to be a nutrition program that looks like nothing that the ordinary person sees. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have um, an amazing friend of ours, Bridget, um, on social media. I know it's being Bridget, who does functional medicine food medicine food Mm -hmm. is medicine yeah and she takes a really deep dive into blood work and supplements and she does an outstanding job Mm -hmm. for the person who is looking to lose 10 20 pounds feel better maybe doesn't know what the heck food is Mm -hmm. um is dealing with things like diabetes um some food allergies that kind of stuff This was a program that we wanted everybody to feel like they were going to get their bang for their buck, that they were going to be held accountable, and that we were going to make this like a lifestyle thing, Mm -hmm. right? So we came up with Ferrum Fed and where we are fueling better humans. Mm -hmm. And we wanted this entire thing to be somewhat like personal training. Yeah. Like when people walk into our gym, they start with personal training And they get a full body assessment. And the whole process is very much about what they need Mm -hmm. to get back into an active lifestyle. They get movement. They get lifestyle education. They get um, continuous check-ins on movement progress, how they're feeling, Mm -hmm. goals, so on and so forth. We wanted our nutrition program to look the same. Mm -hmm. Like We want you to check in, go through a consultation, basically have an assessment and we want this entire process to be built around what you need. Otherwise it's not going to work. Right. So let's talk about what this nutrition program looks like when someone first walks in the door. Yeah. So we have, um, a, an assessment that we have, we sit down and we talk through. It's not like a movement assessment where we're, you know, looking at your body and stuff. We're, we're more so having a conversation and asking you questions. And um, I think the with the assessment portion of it, what surprises people most is that we're not just asking them about their nutrition. It's not just like, what'd you eat yesterday? Okay, well, we're moving forward now. Like, we're asking you, you know, what, what your job looks like, what your work um, balance, you know, work-life balance is and um, what home looks like and, you know, who does grocery shopping and who, you know, is handling cooking because, you know, nutrition is a lot more than just food. It's, it's you know, your entire lifestyle. You know, you're eating, hopefully, at least three times a day, <laughs> you know. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I would argue that with nutrition, it's something that uh, takes up a lot more of our time than like training. You know, we ideally, again, train maybe an hour, three to six times a week, depending on your level, Mm -hmm. you know. So 
you know, nutrition is a part of our life regardless of, you know, whether you're trying to focus on it or not. Like you have to eat, you can't not. So we talk a lot more about, um, again, your lifestyle. We ask about, you know, your stress, your sleep, um, really just digging into things that overall affect, you know, where the scale is at and where your, you know, health in general is at, you know, do you, do you come into the gym energized or do you come dragging, you know, do you, um, you know, does, does your stress, is it managed well? Are you, you know, managing that by talking it out with people or are we managing that by downing a six pack of beer, you know, like we, these all play into account with our nutrition. So we talk a lot about that in the assessment. Um, but kind of beyond that, you know, the, the process looks different for everyone. Um, you know, I think the most frustrating thing that, that people come up with when it, when regarding nutrition is that, you know, there's no straightforward answer always. Like, um, if, if we don't know the ins and outs of your life, the answer will probably be, it depends because for someone this, you know, method A may work and for someone method B may work, you know? Um, so again, it really just depends on your lifestyle. You know, I have some people who, who have never tracked, you know, macros or calories and don't even know what that is. So we're just starting off by, you know, keeping a food log, writing down what those meals are, you know, what our drinks are and just kind of building awareness. Um, and then there are some people who are like, I've been tracking macros forever and, you know, I have a food scale and all that kind of stuff. And so for those, those people, we can start at a different place. You know, we can start with tracking. Um, And, you know, as far as making this look, like you said, very personal, Mm -hmm. we always say the hardest part of being human is being human. Mm -hmm. And what makes us all human is the fact that we're all different. Yeah. So what works for me doesn't work for Sherry. Mm-hmm. What works for Sherry doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you as a coach knows what's going to work is by sitting down and meeting with these people on a regular basis mm-hmm. and having these really deep down conversations. And yeah. a lot of times, even nutrition meetings can borderline kind of look like therapy mm-hmm. because we have, we all have an, a, a relationship with food. Yeah. Whether it's, positive or negative. And some people are oblivious to the fact that we have this relationship with food, but we all have one. Mm-hmm. And it's figuring out, figuring out our why. Yeah. Right. Like, why do we feel we need this? Mm-hmm. Why do we feel we need this? Yeah. Why? Like, it's not going to do you any good to look at someone. Um, I think of Tiffany off the top of my head <laughs> who I absolutely adore, but for her, yeah, she likes to, she'll track stuff. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't like to. Yeah. So for you to be like, listen, I need you to track absolutely everything that you put in your mouth. I need you to weigh and measure every single bit of it. And I need you to tell me all about it. She's going to look at you and be like, probably not. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. She's going to say, you're crazy mm-hmm. because that doesn't work for her. That doesn't resonate with her. Yeah. Like she doesn't understand that. Yeah. So for her, your approach with her is going to be much different than the person who is very OCD about 
weighing and measuring their food, mm -hmm. putting it into a calculator. They want to see all of the things. Like Sherry's actually really good at that mm -hmm. as far as her tracking is concerned. And she wants to make, it becomes like a game for her. She mm -hmm. wants to make sure that she hits these numbers. Yeah. So each personality is different. Everybody's understanding is different. Yeah. So navigating that for you is a big part of what's made this program, I feel, successful. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to kind of clarify what we mean by, you know, different things will work for different people is, you know, is this method sustainable? Because kind of going back to like, you know, challenges or seminars, you know, you could cut out sugar for 30 days, but will that last, you know? will can you do that for the rest of your life and you know some people can and some people can't like i would probably say i cannot you know like i <laughs> if you know aaron we love our cookies all so, the cookies um, the cookie monsters you know i think the biggest thing is like figuring out a method that is sustainable for you um because you know ultimately whatever your goal is whether that is to like lose weight or you know uh, sleep better again, whatever it is you want that goal or like once you achieve that goal You want those results to last. Yeah, you don't want to lose 10 pounds and then you know gain it back or you don't want to Sleep better for a week and then sleep crappy for the rest of your life like whatever you're trying to achieve you want that for you know a good period of your life or hopefully forever so um, You know again, I think when we talk about what works, we mean, you know, what is sustainable, like, you know, and again, I think one thing that people get a little bit uncomfortable with, and, and it depends on, again, your why and how bad you want, you know, said goal, is the timeline of which it takes to reach said goal, mm -hmm. um, because one thing with our um, Ferrum Fed, like, program that we tell people in their consultation is that we have a three-month commitment um, and we do that mostly just to kind of set expectations of if your goal is to lose 100 pounds we're not probably going to do that in a month or two so right. just letting you know it will take probably at least three months to reach whatever goal you have just because Again, life happens, you know, you may be con you know you may be consistent to something we put in place for a week, but then, you know, our great aunt dies and we have to go out of town or right. you know, there there are little stressors here and there that pop up that even if you are, you know, being really intentional and putting a lot of effort towards, you know, the things that we're implementing, you can't always predict what's going to happen and things change and so um, again, I think setting that expectation of what the timeline will look like is huge because, mm -hmm. you know, again, change of any kind doesn't happen overnight. Oh gosh, no. So, um, you know, I think that those two things of like, you know, setting expectations of like how long it will take to reach your goal. Um, and again, setting out the plan in a way that is sustainable are like the two biggest things, I think. And, you know, the... The mental side of nutrition is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the physical eating part of it or going to get food. And it, I mean, when you have someone saying, listen, I need you to eat at this time and I need you to eat this, this food. Mm -hmm. Great. The mental side of it that people go through, 
of, I expect, we live in such a world of instant gratification. Definitely. Like when I turn my phone on, I expect it to work. Yeah. <laughs> when I send a text message, I expect it to go through. Mm -hmm. Like if it, if stuff doesn't happen in like the blink of an eye, mm -hmm. then it must not be working and this is crap and we must be failing. Mm -hmm. And as you said, nutrition is a very long process. It's a journey. Yeah. And for most of our people, you didn't get to a point in your life in two months. Mm -hmm. It's going to take longer than two months to get out of a point in your life, mm -hmm. right? Things happen as a process as we go through it. Yeah. So as people start nutrition, the reason why people usually stop after two weeks is that they expect to lose 20 pounds in two weeks, or they expect this big life altering change that everybody's going to notice in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And when that doesn't happen, they're like, well, this diet, quote unquote, mm -hmm. is stupid and I'm done. And yeah. it's because they've either, number one, viewed it as a diet, which is negative. They've restricted everything, which is a negative. Mm -hmm. They have this mindset, like as soon as you tell somebody, hey, you can't have that. Mm -hmm. The brain doesn't <laughs> associate yeah. can't. Yeah. It doesn't recognize can't. It recognizes can. Mm -hmm. So when you say, hey, you can't have alcohol, mm -hmm. all that person's going to think about is the fact that they want alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like it makes them want it even more. Yeah. So the the conversations that you have, I'm sure, are very focused around being very choosy about the words that you use. Oh, yeah. And it's um, trying to help people change the way they think about this entire process. Mm -hmm. And it's not about taking away. Yeah. It's about adding. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're going to start talking about adding the big one I know is protein. Mm -hmm. We're going to start adding some protein. Yeah. You know, we're going to add fiber. We're going to add fruits and vegetables. We're going to add water. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the talking about things like alcohol, sodas, sugars, they're, I'm sure, gradual mm -hmm. conversations mm -hmm. as opposed to like, listen, I need you to stop all of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because again, like a couple people come to mind with these conversations of like, um, you know, making, adding things into our life versus taking away. Um, and you know, one of my clients specifically told me like, I love my diet Coke. Right. And this is one thing I don't think I'm willing to give up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll work around it. And for now we're going to, you know, try to increase your water intake, for example. And, you know, I would say a month goes by, six weeks go by. And she's like, you know, I couldn't tell you, like, the last time I've had two Diet Cokes in a day, like, usually I, you know, that's my normal is two. Yeah. And now I have one and that's not satisfying my thirst, you know. So I think, you know, when it comes to things like sugar, alcohol, you know, our vices per se, like, when we focus, when we put our focus on things that we're adding into our life, those kind of naturally um, become less of you know, they're not as enticing, I guess. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, our brain isn't thinking about that. It's thinking about what we're adding. You know, it's thinking yeah. about water or it's thinking about protein. So th with those things, you know, again, it kind of naturally becomes an area that we care less and less about. Um, 
but you know for things like alcohol you know this is a big reason why we talk more about what home life looks like or you know I, I ask clients a lot of times like do you have any big events coming up or like plans traveling you know because with those sorts of situations you know we can we we don't live in a vacuum we don't just live at home right, right. like we see people we travel we have people coming to our homes you know there's um like football games there's you know pool parties you know whatever yeah. you have going on yep. these are going to be different environments that you know we can practice a certain set of of behaviors at home but once we are taken out of that environment you know our behavior now changes because different people are involved mm -hmm. or you know um you know with with habits it's we have these cues that basically let us know okay this is the next thing we're doing like if if maybe for example a behavior you that is pretty common for people is to like you know grab their phone immediately when they wake up the cue is that your phone is right next to your bed plugged in, right? Right. So maybe if that's a habit you're trying to get rid of, we plug our phone in in the kitchen. And now the cue that was to get on our phone immediately is gone, and we're kind of reducing the, like, likelihood that we get on our phone first thing in the morning. And so like same thing with, like, again, nutritional, like, habits. So if you are, we'll say, um, not drinking water very often and we want to try to drink more water you know maybe we have a water bottle by our bedside now um, and again if you are now traveling that's going to be different because maybe your bed is now the couch at someone's house right right so you know you we talk a lot about you know how we can transfer the habits we've practiced you know in environments that we're comfortable in and that are uh, consistent or um, what's the word? Like we can anticipate what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about how we can transfer those sort of habits and behaviors to environments that are, you know, unpredictable or just different, you know? Um, because again, we want these things to be sustainable. We don't want a week away to totally derail us. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think um, th that's a great point because I think that so many people take nutrition as black or white. Mm -hmm. Like you're either eating super healthy and following this road to a T or you are totally not on that train at all. And you're having fried chicken, cheeseburgers and fries like you're just totally off the rails. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a time and a place and there's a blend like we, we still need to I hear this all the time well you know you want me to do this but I want to live my life yeah <laughs> like well I live my life too mm -hmm. but I know exactly how certain things make me feel mm -hmm. and I don't like feeling certain ways mm -hmm. so for me it's over time it's made that choice easier yeah um if you were to know me in my past life when <laughs> I played golf and was younger mm -hmm. I ate and drank whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. I would come home at night and I would drink beer. That was my sit on the back porch and chill. Yeah. Um, it was not uncommon for me to eat an entire large Pizza Hut <laughs> thin crust pizza by myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love food and I can flat out eat some food. Yeah. 
and it wasn't always the best choices. Mm -hmm. But I did it because I thought I could get away with it yeah. until I started taking better care of myself and realized that the things that I was putting in my body made me feel a certain way. Mm. I didn't know how bad I felt until I felt good. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, you felt bad. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it until yeah. I cleaned all of that stuff out. I actually started sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. Now I know what, what it feels like to not get sleep. I know what it feels like to have, and people are going to laugh, but two beers mm -hmm. and then go to bed because mm -hmm. that's pretty much all I can handle now. Yeah. Um, I know what it feels like when I go home to Indiana to visit my family because I know that I'm on a little bit of a vacation. Mm -hmm. I know that my family is going to go and we're going to have pizza. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm here by myself, I don't go out for pizza by myself mm. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to. Yeah. So, but I will still, I will go out and I will have pizza. I will have a beer at dinner. Mm -hmm. I will, if it's a birthday that I'm there for or Christmas, I will have the cake. I will mm -hmm. have the cookies. Yeah. But by the time I get done with the trip, I'm craving a spinach salad. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I start to crave. Yeah fruits and vegetables and getting back to my normal yeah, you miss it. routine. Yeah. I miss it. I miss, you start to appreciate the way real food tastes. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have things like chicken, the way that you fix it or, and people are going to laugh because they, if you don't, if you haven't been through this entire process and it's a long process, it took me a long time to get to this point. Yeah. It's not like I just woke up one morning and was like, Forget it. I'm never eating pizza again. I used to eat um, cinnamon toaster strudels mm -hmm. for breakfast in the morning. Cinnamon rolls were my jam. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is what I grew up with and I loved it. Yeah. I didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm done with all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to switch to eggs and oatmeal for breakfast, chicken and broccoli for lunch, mm -hmm. and I don't know, chicken, asparagus, and a salad for dinner. Yeah. It took me a long time to get to that point. I had to figure out how I like to cook it, yeah. how I like to eat it, but it's now become so routine for me that outside of that routine, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being drugged down the road behind a pickup truck <laughs> and beat with a baseball bat. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I physically don't feel good. Yeah. But I can look back at the time that I'm gone and I enjoyed my time with my family. Mm -hmm. I know that what I did is not part of my routine and I know as soon as I get on the plane to come back, we're right back in our routine. Yeah. And that takes a lot of practice. And this is part of the nutrition program education mm -hmm. that people receive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people when they think about nutrition, because we talk about fitness in the nutrition world being such a young thing mm -hmm. and everybody kind of navigating their way through it, they think of things like a Weight Watchers program, mm -hmm. which works for those people that choose to do it. Mm -hmm. Is it a life-changing thing for the duration of their life? Maybe for some people it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe for some people though, they don't learn what food really is. Like mm -hmm. they might know that dairy counts for two points, Yeah. but what do they get out of dairy? Mm -hmm. Like what do they get out of that cup of milk? Yeah. They might know that chicken is worth three points, but what are they getting out of the chicken? Mm -hmm. Why do we need that? Yeah. And I think that's where our education is far different mm -hmm. and why it's a process and not a challenge or just an app. Mm -hmm. Like there's a huge educational value to it. And that's why we've designed it the way that we have with you have to come in and meet with the coach mm -hmm. once a week. 
Yeah. If you feel that you need check-ins daily or every other day, mm -hmm. we'll set that up. Yeah. Tell me what you need in order to be successful for this program to work for you and what is the definition of success for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, this process is unlearning and relearning um, because, you know, we all come from different backgrounds, whether that is just the way we were brought up or, you know, the diets we have tried in the past, you know, or the combination of the two. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, again, talking about who you live with and what home life looks like, you can live with somebody and, you know, you're still two different people. Like, for example, Aaron, my now husband, which is weird to say, but <laughs> he grew up, you know, where his mom cooked meals, I would say from scratch, you know, had dinner every day consistently at, we'll say like five o'clock. Snacks were like not a thing. You were not snacking. You either ate your meal or you're hungry, you know, and I grew up way differently where, you know, my, I will say my parents were much younger when they had me, but we had like TV trays where we would sit down at the couch and eat, you know, like sitting <laughs> on the couch for Aaron and his family was again, not a thing. That's like, not, not a thing. allowed. Yep. Um, you know, we would have some microwave dinners if, if things were, you know, tight or if like time was limited. So, you know, even just having, you know, people in your home with different backgrounds too, not even friends and family can be, you know, a challenge because, you know, you're, again, we don't live in a vacuum. Even if you as an individual are focusing on your nutrition, there are all of these other people, all these other environments um, that you have to take into account because, you know, I, I'm not going to sit with you, unfortunately, and fortunately right. at every meal, you know, helping you put together, you know, your meals, helping you cook. So there's a lot of things that, you know, as far as, again, previous diets or our upbringings that we may have to unlearn or, you know, kind of uh, challenge, you know, mm -hmm. in a way. Um, and there's maybe even a lot of conversations that you have to have outside of, you know, your coach and you that are tough, you know, like you yeah. may have to tell your spouse like, hey, I know our, you know, Friday plan is always pizza and beer, but, you know, I'm trying to improve my nutrition. So maybe we, instead of going out for pizza, go try a new restaurant where the food quality is a little bit better, you sushi. know, like, sushi yeah. is a great day night option. <laughs> so, you know, again, there's a lot of things that, um, that change, you know, not just that aren't just your nutrition. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I wanted to go back to like, you know, you said Weight Watchers, a lot of those, you know, we'll say Weight Watchers, keto, um, intermittent fasting, yeah, intermittent fasting, like all of those things are, um, really well marketed to make people believe that they're like special and that, you know, there's something about this that like changes lives, which again, it can, but I think the biggest thing is again, is it sustainable for you? And a lot of times those diets end up just reducing your overall like intake mm -hmm. because now you're just cutting out either a whole food group or you're just cutting out, you know, 
like something is being cut out, yeah. basically. Ooh, and this brings up my favorite <laughs> subject. Keep, keep yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, to No, it's okay. Um, and, you know, again, a lot of people come to us with, with histories like that and, um, you know, come with a lot of fear, a lot of, like, um, unknowns. Like, they don't feel still educated after going through those diets or processes and, um, you know, I, I try to tell people, like, if this is something, you know, if, if they come to me and say, I really want to do that, you know, it's like, we can try and make it work, but, you know, at a point, we have to ask ourselves, again, can I keep this up forever? And, yeah. you know, are the results I'm going to achieve because of this going to last? Like, and, you know, not to harp on those, like, diets too much, but, um it's it's really just a matter of like can you keep it up and can it be something you stick to for the rest of your life and if you truly don't see that lasting i would say more than a year or two then it's probably not yeah. the best way to approach your nutrition right and if you understand how if you have a coach who truly understands how the human body works mm-hmm. there's very few demographics that will do really well on keto. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be people who have diseases. Like a cancer patient will do really well with keto. Mm-hmm. Um, a long distance endurance runner can potentially get away with a more keto diet because of how long it takes to turn fat into glucose. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, <laughs> but the human body runs off of glucose. Yeah. It's unnecessary. It, it's it's a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not making it up. I'm not pulling that out of my butt. Every human being on the planet runs off of glucose. We mm-hmm. run off of carbohydrates. Yeah, we have to have them. Mm-hmm. And when people cut them out, it messes with our hydration levels. It messes it messes with a lot of things. And yeah. then you have to find yourself supplementing with other things because of that. And it can mess mm-hmm. with your sleep. It can mess with your recovery. If you're an athlete, it messes with your performance. Like, it's a really big deal, and searching out a professional coach who can navigate that with you Mm -hmm. um, is super important. Yeah. And the reason why I said this brings up my favorite subject, because I'm very passionate about this, Mm -hmm. is documentaries. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. By far my favorite subject to talk about, Uh because we have people come in here all the time, like, we... We'll preach nutrition until we're blue in the face, mm-hmm. and it never fails. Somebody walks in the door, and they're like, did you see the blah, blah, blah documentary? Yeah. We shouldn't eat meat. We uh-huh. shouldn't eat vegetables. We shouldn't eat carbs. Mm-hmm. And the answer that comes back every single time that I tell every person is, who funded the documentary? Mm-hmm. Anybody can make a documentary. Yeah. If you wanted to make a documentary on why you shouldn't wear shoes yeah. <laughs> and why shoes are killing you, mm-hmm. you totally could. You just have to find the right people who also believe maybe it's a sock company mm-hmm. that wants to sell more of their socks. Yeah, I will fund you and yeah. have you do an entire documentary on why you should wear these socks mm-hmm. because these shoes are bad and they will kill you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everybody has to take that into consideration. And when you start working with, a more professional coach in the nutrition world, they will navigate all those conversations with you. Yeah. As opposed to 
I mean, that's unfortunately the world that we live in with media and social media and literally anybody can produce anything that says anything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anyone can put anything out there and there's, you know, kind of going back to mindset and like psychology, there's literally a thing called confirmation bias where what you believe you will seek out. So if you believe that, you know, say you watch some documentary and now you believe that we should not have vegetables ever again, you're going to seek out things or, you know, your brain is going to kind of highlight things that support that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can be really tough because again, people like come to us with these histories of believing X, Y, and Z. And we're basically popping all of those bubbles, you know, <laughs> like telling you that's not true or that's not even like supported by research. Like, you know, and, and again, it can be a tough like pill to swallow when you're hearing that what you thought was true is not or yeah. what you thought was uh, good for you is not. And, and you know, it kind of goes into, again, more mindset stuff with like not, you know, uh, beating yourself up for those things like you know now you're better informed and we can kind of move forward from there but you know these are are things that you have to be um very like skeptical about you know right um and if you don't have again like the kind of basis of nutritional education you're gonna not know what's right or what's wrong um yeah. or what's correct and what's not you know and your social media page, you do an amazing job with your social media. Thank you. So for those of us wanting to find you on social media, mm. I asked Aaron his the other day. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know your Instagram I, and social media? I do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. But um, it's funny because I did change it, obviously, after we got married. And Rose is a very common last name, apparently, <laughs> apparently. compared to Reback. So it's Sienna Rose with three E's, but Sienna is C-I-A-N-A. -A. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I hope everybody heads to your page, gives you a follow. Um, yourself, and we have two other coaches in our gym, Rachel and Eric, who also help with our Ferrum Fed Nutrition Program. Mm -hmm. If you're interested, head over to our website at ferrumathletico.com and shoot us an email and sign up for a consultation. Yeah. Sienna, it was awesome speaking with you today. Yeah, it was so fun. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook or Instagram at ferrumathletico. And we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.